Hey, how are you friends? This is your friend Scotty Nichols. Today we're going to talk about something very important. It's a magic subject that could revolutionize the world. Much of this is inspired by the writings of a mid-century writer named Earl Nightingale in his book called Lead the Field. So credit where credit's due. Victor Frankl, an eminent psychologist, survived the unimaginable horrors of Nazi Germany concentration camps. He wrote in his memoir called Man's Search for Meaning about that experience, two things that have profoundly affected my life. Two quotes. He said, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And secondly, he says, Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of human freedoms. That freedom is to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. The Spanish philosopher Jose Ortega reminded us that we human beings are born into a natural state of disorientation with the world. While other creatures are guided by instinct, of which they are unaware, each of us as a human creature was given godlike power to create his or her own life. And each of us does exactly that every day of every year of our life. Every day we put in place actions and ideas that will determine the substance of our tomorrows. For some of these ideas, they lead to extraordinary achievement. For most of us, they tend to lead kind of a middle ground, average life of quiet desperation. And lastly, for some, those ideas lead to frustration and a myriad of other unhappiness and challenges. Success or failure as a human being is not a matter of luck. It's a matter of following a common sense paradigm of rules. To start with the first common sense rule, I want to talk about the magic word attitude. The most important single factor that guarantees good results day in and day out, all the months and years of our lives, is a healthy attitude. Attitude is the magic word. Our attitude tells the world what we expect in return. It's a cheerful, expectant attitude. It says to everyone with whom we come in contact that we expect the best in our dealings with the world. You see, we tend to live up to our own expectations. Think about that. We tend to live up to our own expectations, and others give to us, as far as their attitudes are concerned, usually what we expect. Our attitude is something that we control. We can establish our attitude each morning when we start our day. In fact, we do just that, whether or not we really realize it or think about it. And the people in our family, all the people in the world, will reflect back to us the attitude we present to them. It is, then, our attitude toward life that determines life's attitude back to us. Simple cause and effect. Everything we say or do causes a corresponding effect. If we're cheerful, glad to be experiencing the miracle of life, others will reflect that good cheer back to us. We are, <clears throat> if we're kind to people, others enjoy being around us. You and I are responsible for our lives. You and I produce the causes all day long, every day of our lives. It's the environment can only return the corresponding effect. That's why I would say 
that each of us determines the quality of his and our own life. We get back what we put out. Here's a way to evaluate the quality of your attitude in the past. What would you say that people tend to react to you? Is it smiling and positive? Do they give you friendly greetings when you appear? If they don't, you might need to evaluate your attitude. As soon as a person begins to change, his or her surroundings will change. And it works like this. A great attitude, great results. A good attitude, good results. Fair or average, fair or average results. Poor attitude, poor results. So each of us shapes his or her own life. And to that altogether unexpected extent, the shape and texture and the quality or lack of quality in our lives is determined by our habitual attitude. It sounds simple, doesn't it? But it's not quite that easy. For most of us, learning this new habit takes time. But once it becomes a habit, knit part of our life, our world will change as dramatically as if it were walking from a dark cave into the light of day. <clears throat> most people never think about their attitudes at all. For most of them, it's a matter of beginning each day in neutral. They get their cup of coffee, head out the door. Their attitudes are neither good nor bad, but they're poised to react to whatever stimuli they encounter. If the stimulus is good, they will reflect it. If it's bad, they will reflect bad as well. They're chameleons going through their days reacting to whatever confronts them. And these are the people of our environment. That's why it's so important for us to control our attitudes, because in controlling ourselves, we have a great influence on them, and they reflect back to us what we need. A person with a poor attitude toward learning, for example, isn't going to learn very much. You know that's true. I know you can think of examples of this in your own life. Or if we take the attitude that we can't do something, we generally will not do it. With an attitude of failure, we're whipped before we start. It was the uh, famous uh, writer William James of Harvard University, the first American psychologist that said, Human beings can alter their lives by changing their attitudes. When you begin to develop a better attitude, you should realize that you've already placed yourself among the top 5% of people, among the most successful people on earth. You've placed yourself on the road to what you seek. You prepare the ground. You only have to plant the seed. Now, in summing up, here's a few points to keep in mind. First, it's our attitude at the beginning of a difficult or similar easy task more than anything else will, which will determine its successful outcome. Secondly, our attitudes towards others determine their attitudes towards us. We're all interdependent. The success we achieve in life will largely depend on how well we relate and get along to others. Thirdly, before you can achieve the kind of life you want, you must think, act, talk, and conduct yourselves in all of your affairs as if you were the person you wish you could become. Keep a mental picture of that person before you as often as you can during the day. Fourthly, remember that the higher you go in any organization of value, the better your attitudes you'll find. And that great attitude is not the result of their success, but their success is a re result of their attitudes. Finally, the deepest craving of a human being is for recognition and self-esteem, to be needed, to feel important, to be recognized and appreciated. That includes our loved ones and everyone else with whom we come in contact, strangers, church, and work. 
To make these important principles a habit-knit part of our life, here's some final suggestions. Since your mind can only hold one thought at a time, make each thought that you hold constructive and positive. Look for the best in people and ideas. Be constantly alert for new ideas that can put you into a position of happiness. Don't waste your time with problems or with people who can't solve them. It just won't help you and it can't help others. Radiate the attitude of well-being and confidence. The attitude of the person who knows where he or she is going. You'll find out all sorts of good things happening in you. Lately, or lastly, treat everyone with whom you come in contact as if they were the most important person on earth. Start with this habit, practice it consistently, and you'll do it and you'll benefit from it. And it will bless you for the rest of your life. This isn't a bunch of mumbo jumbo. These are solid principles that if you follow them, I do believe I will see you at the top. Thank you.